Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk the latest in blockbuster film and TV. This week we're talking about Shazam! My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, John. How are you this week? I had to shout that. It just you felt had to right. Shout that. Wow, that's, that's right. dedication right there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah, I've just watched a lot of films this week. How about you? Same. Whoa. Whoa. Good. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Shazam today. We are preparing for Fury of the Gods, which we're going to cover in a couple of weeks. So let's begin. Briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Okay, Google, please, please don't. Come uh, on, Google. Okay. Bestowed with powers of the gods, Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their... No, wait, that's... Why are you giving me the sequel? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I typed in Shazam movie, and then it just decided to go to the sequel. No, you suck. No. Okay, no, let's start over again. After being abandoned at a fair, Billy constantly searches for his mother. His life, however, takes a huge turn when he inherits superpowers from a powerful wizard. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. So, full spoilers ahead. So, if you haven't seen Shazam and you want to, probably worth checking that out before you continue. I want to start and just kind of say it feels yeah. like this film was kind of forgotten about when it came out because it came out a couple of weeks before Endgame and then was completely oh, yeah. buried by Endgame. You can't really expect a single comic book movie about a lesser known character to stand out against, you know, the literal climax of the Infinity Saga. But having said that, I think this film's really cool. Um, what yeah, do you think? I agree. This is a really solid film. I watched Marcel the Shell. Nice. What a wholesome film. And then I went to watch Sazam. Like, you gave me the Blu-ray. I was like, yes! More wholesome! <laughs> we finally got some more wholesome. I was like, ah, this is a good day. But yeah, this is a solid film. I was thoroughly enjoying it because I forgot a lot about the film. And you're right. There was a time where everyone, it was like a mass hysteria. Like, oh my God, Endgame, best film of the, the century. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, and you, yeah, that, that was me, but I changed. Or have I? Uh, anyway, never mind. Uh, <laughs> well, um, we'll see. I'm sh- I-, I bet one day we'll do Endgame for the podcast and then that'll separate the men from the boys right there. Yeah, and I love this film. Yeah, it's such a delight. It is just so cool. Like, it reminded me of early 2000s comic book films. You know, you're kind of like your X-Men, your Spider-Man, your Fantastic Four. It just gave me those, like, pure vibes of just laying all its cards out on the table and just telling this really good story, this really, as you say, wholesome story, and, you know, something that wears its heart on its sleeve, which I think is the best thing that any movie can do really is to just be unafraid to to really go for its themes in a really, really nice way. Obviously, not that there's anything wrong with, with subtlety. I do love subtlety. But this movie, it's very obviously about family and growing up. And it, it executes that really, really well. I knew you were going to make a Fast and Furious <laughs> reference. I heard it. I heard it. God I mean, damn. they do make a Fast and Furious joke in the trailer. Yes, they do for the sequel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really liked that there was a strong theme. And mm. also, you get to explore a lot about the characters. And it was kind of refreshing to see an antagonist. I mean, after watching Ant-Man for the past <laughs> few weeks, oh, no. there was no main motivation for the antagonist. Like, yes, I would like to be small and take over the world. <laughs> and something like that. Wow. Yeah. Again, John, you're, you're reading straight off the script there. Oh, no. But anyway, I really liked Mark Strong's performance as Savannah. Savannah? Yeah, this is... Yeah. I'm rolling with the names today. (laughs) Yes. uh... (laughs) 
Savannah. Yeah, mm. I, I, I thought he was really strong with it. Um, But I kind of wish there was more exploration, but I didn't mind it. I thought he was pretty strong in the film. Yeah, I think that as soon as you cast Mark Strong, you've won. <laughs> Mark Strong is fantastic. It's a real shame because, you know, this is a second DC movie. It's a real shame that we're never going to see, well, presumably we'll never see him as Sinestro ever again because he was fantastic in that role, even though the 2011 Green Lantern film is mm, not very good. But he's great, whether it be this or Kick-Ass or Kingsman or even times when he makes unexpected appearances like in 1917 or recently in Tar. Mark Strong is fantastic. I love him. I could watch him oh, all day. He's and he's in Tar. Yeah. I would agree with you that he doesn't get as much play as he deserves. However, I do love that his character is basically just the polar opposite of Billy. Billy yeah. finds his strength in his family and his arc is learning to embrace a new family, a found family, and learning that just because his old family abandoned him and because he is alone, that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't have a family. And that's the predominant theme of the movie. Whereas Savannah, on the other hand, he carries so much hate and resent for his family and i love that we open with savannah yeah. as a kid in the car when they had the crash which is yeah. just such a good scene using the christmas music while they crash in slow motion excellent sequence oh, and gosh. i love the fact that they constantly throughout the movie they use savannah's lack of family and lack of love in his life is the thing that drives him towards these seven deadly sins whereas billy becomes stronger through embracing his family yeah, and I really like that. That was a really strong prominent feature in the film where you get to see Billy embracing the other family members. And I thought that was just really wholesome. There was a great scene that I really liked when Billy realized what the wizard was talking about, like, your brothers and sisters will be on the throne. And then he gets all those brothers and sisters together and have the powers. And I thought that was pretty cool. They have the powers and then they fight together. I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Say my name. Billy! No, 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 not my name. No, the no. name that I say that. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, I, I think human. that is so... Oh, oh it's so, so funny. It's such it's a charming so movie. There was a funny scene when Billy and Betty were in the shop and they were trying to buy beer. Hello, yes. madam. Do you have the finest beer around? <laughs> I would like and some of your finest. And then he walks off and Freddy's just there, just standing behind him. <laughs> oh, there are, oh I it think... was so funny. Why doesn't anyone talk about it? It was so I funny. I know. It's brilliant. I think especially like that second act where you have Billy and Freddy like learning his powers. It's just so funny. Like when Freddy sets Billy on fire secretly and then billy's like chasing after him i just think it's brilliant and it's a great way to strengthen these yeah. two characters and you know make their bond and their eventual like arguments it makes it really strong i think it really works and there's a great ongoing gag because obviously they don't know what to call <laughs> the hero because in the comics it's captain marvel but then that's confusing we're just calling him shazam because but then he can't say shazam so what do they call him and there's a great bit where he goes up to this person getting <laughs> robbed and, not, and obviously the, the, they're actually not in danger and they're like who are you and freddie comes in he's like his name is thundercrack and he's like what no and there's just so many great like recurring oh, things of like what's great. his name and it's just funny there was a reference when they were uploading YouTube videos and one of them said Red Cyclone and Red Cyclone is a character in DC. Yeah, he's important in Metal Dark Knight. Wait, are you talking about Metal. Red Tornado? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it sounded so familiar. Red Cyclone, Red Tornado. Um, I mean, but yeah, there's definitely yeah. some really funny comedy throughout. There are some bits that don't age very well. Like there's a moment where he's flossing. You know, it's oh, only God, yeah. been it's only been four years, and it's just it wasn't funny. Do you remember when Endgame came out and everyone was like, "Ha ha, they're not going to be playing Fortnite in 2023. <laughs> it's now 2023." 
And, and uh... Fortnite is still popular. But not going to lie, Whoops. the skins in Fortnite do look cool. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, if I was to say something good about Fortnite, the skins, especially like some of the superhero skins, really, really cool. Yeah. Did you see the um, new Captain America one? Oh, I did. It's really sweet. Oh, and Daredevil. Really, really oh. cool. Oh, the Daredevil one. Oh, man. Oh, actually, that's a good way to transition. What do we think about the suits in this movie? So I, oh, ages ago, ages ago, we fire. did a video they are about... They really are, aren't they? We did a video about best comic book costumes. I can't remember if Shazam came up, but my God, the suits in this movie are so fantastic. Ah, uh, yeah. They just look so vibrant. They just match exactly to Billy's characteristics. and. Mm. It's a fun, wholesome film, and I thought that was a great way to show that throughout the film. And it's just so funny because he's just like, I don't know what's this strike thing. And I thought it's just pretty cool to have that suit. And then later on, you get to see the family members wearing the suits, and they have different colors, which is so cool. Yes. So cool. Yeah. It all works really, really well. The color and, and the textures, and that it's not over-designed. They've changed the suits in the sequel, and I, I don't know how that's going to go. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, I'm a little yeah, bit... I, I don't know how I feel, but we'll see, we'll see. But, but the suits in this one are so, so fantastic. And, yeah. like, it's just... Love it. it it's, it's embracing the... I think this era of DC, after Justice League, when we had Aquaman and Shazam... And, you know, then like coming into the Suicide Squad and Black Adam and Wonder Woman 84, they embraced comic book costumes and their colours. The things that the early superhero films were scared to adapt, you know, X-Men doing like black leather because they wouldn't do the yellow costumes, the yellow spandex. I love that these films just go for it and it oh, it looks so cool. It really does. Ah, it's so cool. I don't know why this film is not more talked about because it was just a fun film and I thought it just experimented a lot of different ways because I know this is from the comics, but it made a lot of references to the film Big with Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a moment where he goes on like a piano in a toy store and I yeah. genuinely, I was genuinely thinking they were going to start playing Heart and Soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it does. It does. I love seeing this childlike perspective. Like it's not something that you get to see a whole lot in comic book films. Like, I guess the closest you get is Peter Parker, maybe. But a lot of the time, you know, we're not seeing the little kid's perspective. Like, literally, like, you've got Dala in the film who is, like, what? Like, seven or something? And she is the cutest thing. She is so sweet. And she's got this whole thing of, like, she wants to be a good sister. And she's, like, and she finds out about Billy early on. And yeah. there's this moment where all the other kids find out. And she goes, yay, you figured it out. I didn't say anything. I'm a good sister. And it's, like, wholesome. The, yeah, it's so wholesome, and they really, really build the characters so well. The family, there's a lot of them, and they don't all get a whole lot to do, you know, in terms of character arcs. We don't get to see Billy with them as much as we do with Freddy. Maybe we could have seen a bit more of that in that whole montage where they're testing out the powers, but their presence through their performances and through the small time that we get with them is so good that when you get that moment at the end when they all become superheroes, it's amazing. And the casting from the young kids to the adult versions of them is fantastic. On point, yeah. They really match that characteristics from them. Like, Freddy, he was like, this is the first villain, and it just completely matched that from a kid to an adult. And they have that childlike characteristic. So, yeah, on point with that, with the adult casting, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, as funny as this film is, and as likable as the characters are, it really, really sells the emotional moments as well. Like, oh, one yeah. of the most gut-wrenching scenes is when Billy oh, finds no. his mum eventually, and <laughs> he comes to her and he's like, I found my way home. 
and she's like no this we can't like this is like are you doing good cool but goodbye and she basically just like doesn't want anything to do with him and we find out that she basically abandoned him you know she didn't just find him and even when he gives her the compass the last thing that she ever gave to him this symbol of reconnection and finding his way home she's like what's this and it's like oh such a gut punch Oh man, I was so I was so sad. I was like, no, no, why why you gotta do this? Yeah, I, I thought that was a great way to explore the other aspects of family, like how Javana was feeling at a time when nobody wanted to help him, and then there was the idea of like what Savannah's father said about like being a man, like you gotta take it for yourself. And then there's the other aspect of family, like when Billy got lost and he was abandoned. And it, you can see that two sides. And it was a great emotional standpoint from the film. You can see different perspectives and it was just gut-wrenching. It's emotional. It really, it really is. And I think that <laughs> that's a good point because, you you know, you see what Savannah is, the resentment that he gets from his family becomes the thing that leads him to sin and to opening himself up to all these dark things. And they literally have the seven deadly sins as a physical representation of that. They don't do a whole lot other than stand there and look scary. They're not the most interesting things to fight, but they are a representation of the worst that can come from lack of family, as as you know, as we're saying. And I love that moment at the end when they have the orb and Billy's like, what's that? You can give me power? I should kill all my friends? He's like, no, I'm not going to do that, obviously. That's stupid. <laughs> it's brilliant. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, really cool the way that they explore that with these physical manifestations. Yeah, and I thought that it was a good motivation from the beginning when Savannah was completely obsessed finding the power at the orb, doing researching about the master stereo. He's completely obsessed, and then he finds the door, and it was a great motivation for that. But I wish that we could have seen more of it because I wish there was a conflict between the seven deadly sins. Like you could be having conflict, finding his morals, but he's still a villain. You could make it more three-dimensional but yeah i thought it was just pretty strong <laughs> pretty pretty mark strong <laughs> oh good um no yeah i i agree like he says when he releases the sins he says oh i realized i'm not pure of heart and i'm like well okay that makes sense but at this point they're ripping people's heads off and brutally murdering people and we could explore more about whether savannah feels about that or whether perhaps the sins are completely corrupted him i agree there's definitely more to do with savannah and i think that's definitely something that they could have gone into a little bit more because some of these scenes are really dark oh my god like yeah. at the boardroom when he confronts his father and all the board members the sins are like biting off people's heads and like you can do totally tell that david f sandberg the director like a lot of superhero movie directors has come from horror and knows how to make an atmosphere and that's why a lot of these directors come from horror because atmosphere is so important with that and that's why they work so well and in this you've got those really really scary moments it was just so scary like when the receptionist was hearing what's going on like that and then there was a jump scare i didn't get scared no, <laughs> you sound like you were oh I, I didn't get scared i'm brave <laughs> you were screaming yeah, I just admit it go. no no I, i'm brave I'm I'm brave. Yes. The wizard sorry, I... the wizard would choose you as his champion. 
Oh, yeah, and then all the employees or the board members just get onto the glass, and it's just so scary. They're just getting attacked by the seven deadly sins, and yeah, it's so scary. And then the father is just completely helpless. It's like help. And then Mark Strong is like being evil. <laughs> I just I forgot <laughs> most of the lines in that, but it, it no, was a yeah, great atmosphere. It literally eats him, the dad, and I think that's quite fun because I've just watched this past year. I just watched all ten seasons of Smallville, and John Glover who plays Savannah's dad plays Lionel Luther, Lex Luther's dad in Smallville. So it's really funny to see him in another DC movie playing another resentful father. <laughs> like, brilliant. I love that kind of thing. So there's a lot yeah. of that, even in this movie, Jaiman Honsu, who, if you listen to our Kingsman video way back, you know that I, I stand Jaiman Honsu. I'm happy that he was in Black Adam. I'm happy he's coming back Fury of the Gods. The man deserves so much more than he's ever given. But he plays the wizard and he was also in Aquaman as one of the fish people. So they're just, I love it when comic book things have actors that cross over. Yeah, that was really cool. This whole film was just so much fun to watch. I think the score, yeah, the score was pretty good as well. I really mm, like it. Yeah, yeah. It, it lifted things up well enough. I wish that there was a more hummable theme, if that makes sense. Like, there are some <laughs> really theme. big... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, like, I you know, like, to... I, I want to be able to, like, hum the theme. Mm. I want to be able to, like, remember mm-hmm. it. Like, when you have, like... In, like when you have like impactful moments, like there are really like again, the direction in some of the scenes, like after Billy is at his lowest point and he finds out about his mum, he gets a call from Savannah being like, I have your family, and he realizes this is my real family, I need to protect them. And it's one of the best shots and one of the best scenes in in, in many comic book movies. And he, he goes out onto the roof and he runs off the roof and he jumps off and he yells Shazam and then he flies away. And that is such an impactful moment that is lifted by the score. It, I, I loved that scene so much. Yeah. And then goes back to his house and it was just a great character development for that. Yeah. Yeah. The score just greatly helped that. And there is one moment that the score definitely does something interesting. The final moment of the film when Superman shows up, they of course play the John Williams Superman theme, and we have the the now iconic headless Superman. And I, I I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. I love this scene, and I actually love that there's no face. Like genuinely, I think it really, really works. Oh yeah, with uh, Henry. Uh, no, I was about to say Henry Cavill. <laughs> with not Henry Cavill. I was about to say it because yeah, you didn't see the face, but then it just completely cuts to the credits. Yeah, that just worked so well. I thought that was really funny because with or without Henry Cavill, or you don't get to see the face. I thought it was just so funny that you know that Superman and he's like, mm. I invited a friend, and then you know Superman just comes around. Y- yes. yes. Yes, it it um, works so well because the symbol is the thing that kids look look up to, and the and I love that that's this this nice moment at the end because obviously Freddie had promised everyone, and Freddie's always getting bullied, and he's always like really like downtrodden, and he 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 wants someone to look people to you know look at him and appreciate him, and you know Shazam at the end being like this guy this guy taught me everything I know about being a super, and it's so nice. And then earlier in the film, the bullies say, "Oh, is Superman coming for dessert?" And then he does come at the end, and it's brilliant. It's so good because that's just like being a superhero so much about it in universe and in our world is about inspiring people inspiring kids especially mm. and so you see that in that final moment and it's just so good it's it yeah you know it, it's a shame that 
we are basically going to be rebooting the DCEU because there are opportunities to do stuff. And obviously you'll be able to do this with, with the DCEU once we move forward. But in this movie, we were seeing the influence of, of heroes. We were seeing, you know, Freddy has the Batarang and he has loads of references in his room and Superman is an established part of the universe. And there's a moment where the kid's playing with two action figures and then like there's an a- action going on outside. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And there's a lot of inspiration. Yeah, definitely throughout this film I thought that was just pretty strong I keep saying strong because it's Mark Strong god damn it it's uh, Mark Strong <laughs> Mark Strong but yeah I have nothing else to say about Shazam other than it's just a really fun film and there's a lot of lessons to be taught and you know I mean there's a great reference it's like Rocky because it was filmed in Philadelphia and then it was yes. also filmed on the steps that was great I'm excited for Creed 3 by the way that's very exciting that's, ne- that's next week that's yes. next week. So Ooh. exciting. So yeah, exciting. I agree. Shazam was so great. And hey, it's produced by Peter Safran, who, <gasps> along with James Gunn, is heading the DCU. So I think that's a really good sign. If oh, all the DCU movies are like this, you know, in quality, obviously I want I want the tone to, to go different places and be dark and be light. But if the quality is like this, then hell yeah, I'm there. I thought this was just so wonderful. Yeah, such a wonderful DC film. And it should be more talked about because... This is a really fun film. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope that Fury of the Gods is good. What do you think about... I don't know why I started like that. What are you giving it out of 10? <laughs> what do you think about the rating of this film, John? <laughs> what do I think about the rating? Mm, I'm going to say 8 out of 10. I agree. 8 out of 10. Loved it. Fun, Absolutely loved fun it. Fun film. I might how, rewatch how... it every year. Every single year. Every single year. Oh, no, God damn. Every year. I'm I'm sitting there sweating and you knock on my door and you're like, give me the Blu-ray, Tom. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Just like knocking like, give me the film. Give me the film right now. You're like, I need to see you're, like you're like when Freddie's doing the washing up and, and Billy's like, don't scream. You're like, give me the Blu-ray. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's what, a great what, film. What about you? Oh, you did give it an 8 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10, yeah. It's a great, like, refresher from... Uh, something just fell behind me. I don't know what it is, but something fell. it was my house. Uh, (laughs) No, somewhere somewhere else was in my house. Who fell? Who fell? (laughs) No. uh... Father. Um, Father. No, I think think this is a really good, like, break from doing Ant-Man last week, you know, talking about something that stands on its own. And obviously we're getting a sequel, but I think this is such a perfect little story. And, you know, it has so much more charm. And it's so, so much more tangible than I feel Ant-Man is. But there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you liked it, you can give us a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. And next week, oh boy, I feel like we've mentioned Creed 3 every single week. Oh, my and God. And next week, we're doing it. I'm so excited. I'm Apparently so excited. Great. I heard a lot oh. of reviews. Yes, oh. me too. Oh. I'm, hearing go- oh. I'm hearing good stuff. Yeah, and especially this is going to be like anime-style like like they're gonna yeah, go the action from... scenes yeah oh, yeah i'm so excited it's gonna be great and the chemistry between jonathan majors and uh, michael b jordan like it's so good like you can see that yeah. like in the interviews like they're so passionate about it like hell yeah i'm so excited what... to see what jonathan majors is like as a villain as well because the rocky franchise and the creed franchise you know the villains have been up and down i really and oh, I, yeah. I, I believe that he's going to be one of the best if oh, he's yeah. given the right material so let's oh that's exciting so yeah, yeah. tune in then 
That's going to be great. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can send us an email, tell us your thoughts on Shazam about the DCEU and that kind of period of like when that this movie was coming out or and about the DCU. Do you want to see any of these characters come back? Like, you know, are you excited for Fury of the Gods? Tell us that. We'll reply right here on the podcast. And... That's everything. Yes. Hopefully. It was funny when Zachary Levi <laughs> was like, hopefully I'm still in the DCU. And then he was hanging out with Peter Seffron. Like, guys, I'm still with him. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still with Peter. And then he's like getting loads of controversy for like talking oh, about God, Pfizer yeah. and stuff. Like, oh good. This isn't, this isn't a good idea before your movie no. comes out, my guy. He's like Twitter. Like, I'll talk Twitter about is, my opinion. Never no. share opinions on Twitter, no. everyone. No, no. you'll get <laughs> Let it canceled. I would be like, I, I love my I, neighbor Totoro. He's like, you what? <laughs> How dare you? You offend me. How dare me. you? No, yeah. yeah. Having said that, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, so I can't talk. Follow us on Twitter, everyone. <laughs> I was talking about how much I like Rocky Five the other day. Oh, yeah. And people were like, how dare you? Rocky Five sucks. And I was like, I like it. Yeah, it's your opinion. I haven't watched it, so... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what we do on the Out of Time Film Podcast. Respect. Woo! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I that have... That sounded so weird, like, respect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Respect, lads. Respect. Time film well, I do have some fun news. I have a friend who is working on a theme song for us. So hopefully, uh, you know, anyone who's a returning listener, all three of you out there <laughs> coming back, you're going to hear some music in here soon, which is yes. going to be really exciting. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Cannot wait to hear what she's cooking. I- I've actually got something that I'll send you after the pod. Um, I've got okay. I've got one draft. I don't know. Oh, a teaser. Mm. A, t- a teaser. Mm. It's like the Batman over again with Michael Giacchino. Just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I've hired Michael Giacchino to write us a theme song. Oh, my God. It, from the, the, the director of Werewolf by Night. Oh, what? what? From the director okay. of Werewolf by Night comes the Out of Time Film Podcast. Yes. Anyways, nice. that is Shazam. That is it's all. true. That is yes. it. That's all of it. That, that's all of it. We, yeah, hope you thoroughly enjoyed us talking about it. We, we were completely crazy, but yeah, we, it do help us. Get us comments, please. Please, we need comments. And we got spam emails. We got, we got sp- so many spam emails recently. They called us Todd. Who's Todd? Who's Apparently, Todd? we're Todd now. Both oh, of us. God. Hi, hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Good to see you, Todd. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.